Welcome to the Enneagram with Chelsea Nicoel. This is a positively deviant culture podcast anchored in the Enneagram. Today, we're kicking off a five-part episode that unpacks the type six. The reason we've broken it into five parts is because there's a lot to digest. And we're going to start with the core brilliance of the six. We're also going to look at the movement of the six through growth and stress. We're going to unpack the paradoxes that reside in the type six. And then we're going to look at the six both around us. So the sixes we encounter in our lives, as well as the six within us. And finally, look at ways that sixes are commonly misunderstood. So let's go ahead and kick it off part one with the brilliance of the six. Right before we get into that, I want to just pause and share why the brilliance of the six is so important from my perspective. And then Nicole, I'll pass it over to you. So much of the content around the Enneagram focuses on a lot of the descriptors, a lot of the motivations, a lot of the fears, things like that. But what um, we've both noticed is that there's an opportunity to better define the core brilliance and what that means for us. So I'll pass it over to you, Nicole. I know you have some thoughts about what does the core brilliance really represent? And then we can get into the six's core brilliance. Yeah, I think that when I was um, learning the Enneagram, what stuck with me and what's always stuck with me just about individual people and also, you know, people in, in context of the Enneagram is the particular brilliances that feel otherworldly <laughs> and, and, and how humans, when we are at our best are so incredibly inspiring. And these are the things to me that are missed or they're not given enough space for people to really sit with, like just what our design is and what we're capable of in, in the best ways. And I think this is the best place to start in our kind of curiosity and understanding of each type. Yeah, I think our culture is unfortunately like geared towards some of the more negative things. And so if you're like, oh, I don't want to yeah. be a fill in the blank. And that's again, why I'm just reiterating why it's so important to start here, not just for this conversation, but just on your journey towards learning about the Enneagram. So, so let's kick it off then. Um, so let's hear about the brilliance of the six type six. Yeah, well, we start with the sixes, or I should say, I, I start with the sixes because I think there's a couple of reasons. One, they're absolutely the most complex type out of all nine types. And that is significant <laughs> because there's a lot going on and it's amazing, but it's more expansively complicated. <laughs> so to start there, it makes sense. And then also the majority of humans on the planet, you know, tend to be sixes. So here's where I'll start. The sixes at their core. And when I say brilliance, I mean, you know, to think of, think of sixes at their best, right? Like it doesn't, if you're six and you're listening, it doesn't mean you have to relate to these things all the time, but there should be kind of a, an instinctual understanding that this is true about you, you know, at your best. And when you're really integrated and, and aligned, you know, with the best parts of you, sixes teach us about covenant, and the reason why I use the word covenant is because it's the, it's a word that kind of gestures to a sacred commitment and there might be a better word, but I haven't thought of it yet, but there's this, the depth of commitment that's required for anything meaningful or powerful. 
and nothing in the world gets done externally or inside our relationships without a particular kind of commitment. And sixes teach us about the, the power of commitment. And this is significant because most of us find commitment pretty tough. And you have to have a, a pretty high pain tolerance to stick in things long enough, you know, to experience the, the goodness and experience the upsides. It's a lot of work and it requires devotion and also loyalty. And so one thing that sixes are, you know, most commonly recognized for is, is their loyalty. But loyalty can also not be great when, when it's misapplied. <laughs> and so we have this wonderful characteristic of, of sixes with their loyal and, but then they can often stay in things a little too long. And it's because they're gifted with commitment and they're gifted with a high pain tolerance and they um, are naturally loyal and want to get behind, you know, things that are good and right and that are whole. But then, you know, there, there's always this other side of, of how it's, we can be too much of a, of a good thing. And I say this because as you're listening, it's your, there's the nuance of these attributes. So loyalty is something that can be misinterpreted. Like what actually is loyalty and what is something where you're just staying in it too long that's not good for you? <laughs> that's actually not loyalty at all, right? So in, in the future, we'll have some of these conversations. It's what's particularly inspiring to me around sixes is that inside this ability to commit and have a particular loyalty towards people and causes that are meaningful and good and an ability to be a team player in the sense of understanding how to cooperate, understanding what is necessary in each moment. And sixes, I find that they're really just naturally good at seeing what everyone should contribute to in this particular moment. It's a work moment. If it's a family moment, it's whatever. Sixes are pretty ready to do that. And so much so that they can often carry more weight for the team than what's fair. And this is something that's commonly experienced by sixes where, you know, they'll end up compensating for everybody else's lack, lack of commitment, you know, and lack of responsibility or whatever it is. Sixes will step in and compensate for that. And in extreme moments when that's necessary, that's awesome. And yet it's a huge burden for sixes to bear over the course of their life, but it's a huge benefit. And another thing that is really important when we think about sixes is in this context of commitment, the loyalty, you know, partnership and uh, cooperation is that sixes have the greatest ability of all of us to put their egos aside. And that doesn't mean that sixes don't have big egos. They do. But in, in the moment where something is demanded of them and they, they are able to most quickly put it aside and engage and get in there. And that's really powerful and inspiring because again, the rest of us, are not so quick to do that. And if any of us can do it at all. So I think this is something that I find really wonderful about sixes is that they are able to meet that kind of moment quickly and not think of themselves as too good or too great. They have a natural humility in this way of just being able to get in there and get it done. They're kind of like the every man or every woman in that way where they just get in there and do it is a little bit more expansive. And I love this part. Probably one of the deepest brilliances of sixes is a gift of prescience, which is the ability to predict the future. 
And this is something that all sixes, you know, will, I, I kind of giggle about and they will too, is that it's this incredible capacity to predict what will go wrong and primarily what will go wrong, right? Because the sixes are designed to keep us safe, to keep humanity safe. And thank God that we've had sixes because I deeply believe that we would have died out long before now if it wasn't for, <laughs> for the armies of sixes that are, that are keeping humanity safe. So this kind of ability to predict what could go wrong requires a lot of skills that a lot of analytical skills, a lot of observing skills, a lot of what I call spidey senses. And an example of this would be, you know, me, I live in California and LA. And when I go work with people, you know, often in high rises, when I walk into a building, you know, we have earthquakes here. That's why I'm, I'm noting this high rises and earthquakes are not a great combination. But when I um, am working with, with a group of people, I generally note where my sixes are, you know, in the building. And in that event of an earthquake, I know exactly who to follow and it's going to be the sixes. And what's interesting about this, you know, metaphor, really, I mean, even though I do it Occasionally, I, when I thought of this one time, I realized, oh, this is a perfect metaphor <laughs> in terms of the earthquake in a building. And then I kind of did. I scanned the room and knew, knew, my, knew where my sixes were and just kind of thought to myself, well, if something were going to happen, I know exactly who to follow. And this is something that's pretty cool is that sixes, not necessarily even thinking about it, will be aware of where the exit doors are and, you know, the staircases. And they're picking up tiny details along the way that other people aren't noticing. And this is something that's really interesting because when I know, you know, I know many sixes personally and they are able to observe things that I'm just not noticing. And it's because my attention isn't there. And it's not that I can't, the six in me, you know, can decide and to bring attention to these things. But since I'm not a six, it doesn't come naturally to me. And so I have spoken with many sixes and they experience often being kind of shocked or weirded out that other people aren't noticing because sixes are noticing and they're observing details and they're collecting this kind of data and they're making, you know, these sophisticated unconscious maps. I mean, it's semi-conscious. They can also be aware of what they're doing, but some of it isn't super conscious. They're just doing it. And so, you know, when earthquake occurs, they're going to know, right, they already have this planned out. And, and that's, that's kind of attached to this kind of brilliance is they have backup plans to backup plans. And it doesn't mean that sixes and all sixes are always having backup plans, right? But it's this ability that I'm pointing to where the ability to gather all this information that most people aren't noticing and create exit strategies and be prepared. It's this preparedness, the quality of preparedness, the quality of collecting information and data that other people are missing. It's the speed of processing in a, in a physical crisis. So, and there are different kinds of crises, but sixes in physical, like environmental crisis of where there's, an, there's a potential danger. They are on high alert and actually a lot of their anxiety is cleared and they have enormous amount of clarity of thought and mind and they can jump to action very quickly in ways that the rest of us are not as naturally good at. And so this is all kind of related to prescience that they can kind of predict the future and see what's going on. And this isn't limited, as I said earlier, to dangerous situations that are physical. They're actually really good at risk management. And, you know, for the same reason, is they're really able to calculate and forecast potential risks and plan for that. So these are kind of like the things that are particularly amazing 
And then what I'll do next is to give kind of a greater flavor of this brilliance is, and also just to introduce different layers of sickness is to discuss the movements. Was there anything that stuck out to you as interesting that, that I, you feel like I missed or that you wanted to discuss more? Yeah, there's a couple areas that are sort of themes within the six that I would love to just hear a couple more maybe highlights on. One is that essence of reliability and something about high amounts of endurance. Like, do you find that within six? They're more, maybe resilience isn't the word to bring in here, but loyal to the end. Like we talked about that at the very beginning with their level of commitment. Do you find that they're able to endure? I think to a higher degree that sixes I find have a very high pain tolerance, which is a form of endurance. They can stick in situations for a very long time that are uncomfortable and painful. The ability to endure in this context, which you're bringing up is a huge strength. And so the question is for sixes is, are they actually in a situation or a relationship that's worthy of that quality in themselves? Yeah. What about the aspects of heroism, guardianship, being the protector of the oppressed? Sixes are concerned about truth and they're driven by responsibility, being responsible, being dutiful, mm-hmm. and they appreciate being supported and supporting others. And I suppose right here, this is a good time to maybe. Um, discuss the the core fears and the core drives. And I usually end on what I find is the most brilliant part of each type. And so I haven't even said yet what I think is the most um, inspiring part of sixes, but it's all related to this. So the core fear of sixes is to be left dangling in the ether without any support or guidance and just alone. And the core drive, which is usually the opposite, is to have security and support and guidance. And security can look like many different things, right? It can be money, it can be family, it can be, you know, uh, community, it can be all of the things, right? So for every six, it's, it's very different, but the core drive is, is security. And, and what that means individually can be different. And the core fear is the opposite. (laughs) And so as, as this kind of is coded into this type they're really excellent at being supportive to others and trying to be a source of security for others. And it is a huge strength in that there's this deep understanding of what humans need in relationship to security. It's profound. We're so lucky to have sixes in our lives. And I I think I feel the weightiness of constantly being on the lookout for being able to foresee problems or foresee real threats potentially. And we're lucky to have sixes kind of on the lookout. That also leads me to so many more questions about how that behavior is experienced, which we will get into in kind of the the following parts of this episode. I think you've given us a really good, again, overview of how special the sixes are and what their unique contributions are. 
And I love the aspects of them being able to, you know, look at a team and figure out how to collaborate with that team and how to leverage different partners in that team. But also you had mentioned that they happen to often take on more responsibility based on their dutifulness. Yeah. And I I suppose this is a good time to note too, I haven't really dug into the complexity specifically within sixes, but sixes are a little bit of everything at the same time. So compared to all the other types, sixes have the most natural access to all nine types than the rest of us. So even though all of us have all nine types, sixes are the most naturally integrated or, you know, have the easiest access to the other eight types. And that's actually what is a part of what makes them very complicated is they can show up and look like all the types. (laughs) And so they deeply relate to each type for this reason. So sixes will actually kind of read or think about it and they will constantly be going back and forth, you know, between a couple types that they think they are. And this is kind of the part where the movement comes in. There's movement that makes sixes particularly sixes. Uh, The core fears and the core drives are what make sixes particularly sixes. And also the complexity in that this experience of kind of being a lot of things at the same time is a lot to feel for a six. And an example might be, you know, there's this push-pull aspect. Sixes are actually looking for what and whom is trustworthy. Are you trustworthy? Is this information trustworthy? Is it credible? And so they're going towards and away, towards and away, towards and away in their quest to verify the trustworthiness of an individual or information. And so that's very complex, you know, because there's, there's this, a lot of things going on in order to sort that out. And another example would be sixes are generally enjoy being followers. You know, they like to be a part of a group. They like to be in a community and to follow along and to be a supporter. And yet, if they decide that a leader or a movement is not what they thought and and doesn't actually have integrity or goodness, they'll be very anti-authoritarian. And so this is like the, you know, this is the thing about sixes. They can be very much, you know, (laughs) one thing and then very much the opposite at the same time. And of course, humanity is like this, like we are complex creatures and we all have a little bit of this, but sixes is pretty extreme. And so there's a lot to sort out internally to exist inside this constant complexity and the rush of all this different information. And to sort that out is a lot of work compared to the rest of us that there's, there's a little less going on. (laughs) So that is something I want to mention. Those are also two really good teasers. If you keep listening, we're going to move next into the movement of the six. And just after that, continue to unpack what you've started to mention, which is really the paradoxical nature of the six of all types, but especially of the six. Just to wrap up, what would you say is kind of the most important takeaway um, when it comes to the brilliance of the six? Yeah, this is something that is so powerful, Chelsea, about sixes that I love to save for the end. And it's something, it's a quality of being that sixes often don't give themselves credit for and honestly don't even think about. So when I bring this up to sixes, I usually ask them to be like, hey, just like, I know you don't think about this necessarily for yourself, but as I describe this, 
you should sense its depth of truth <laughs> about you. And so, and it's this, is that sixes out of all of us, because of their complexity, because of all of the things that they're negotiating internally and externally, they have the most anxiety. And it's not visible, uh, typically, but sixes deal with the most anxiety and the most fear out of the rest of us. And it's related to their brilliance of how they're designed to keep us safe and themselves safe and manage all the risks. So if you're aware, if you are a human being that walks around in the world, very aware of all of the risks <laughs> in every direction, that's a lot to hold. And that creates a, an absolute understandable and justifiable amount of anxiety and fear. And so sixes are holding this. And again, all humans, you know, experience, we all experience anxiety to different degrees and fear to different degrees. And I want to note here too, that there's a difference between fearlessness and courage. And, and, and the reason why I'm bringing this up now is because as an eight, I'm a, I'm a great example. And sevens are all, often like this too, that that I am good at being fearless, which means I am not connected to my fear. I don't really have connection much to my fear. I mean, I have to really think about it or locate it. And, and that's something that um, eights usually have to develop in themselves is really being able to locate some of their deepest and, and, and core fears, which is really death. And for all of us, <laughs> it ultimately comes down to death. Sixes are the most fundamentally courageous of all of us. They absolutely teach the rest of us about courage. And the reason why is because there is no courage outside of fear. The connection to fear and how sixes are constantly negotiating their anxieties and fears, it's something that it just is for them. So they, they take this for granted. They don't understand the degrees of which they actually are courageous because this is their existence. <laughs> However, the rest of us are not nearly as equipped to manage the kind of anxieties and fears that, that sixes do. And so because sixes are constantly all day long overcoming these little too big anxieties and fears, they are the most courageous. And then even in particular moments of, of crisis, how sixes are able to rise to the occasion in these particular circumstances and multiple levels are incredibly courageous. And it's important for me to say, because I think that sixes in their experience of, you know, anxiety and fear often are connected to cowardice, the, the feeling of, of self-doubt and not knowing, and, you know, in moments being very affected by their fear and anxiety. And I just like to say that those are moments <laughs> and it's because they're so connected in ways that the rest of us are not. We all experience the same things or we all have access to all of the same potential anxieties and fears. We're just not connected to it. And so this is something that is so inspiring to me. And I do look to the sixes in my life to one, help me locate some of the things that I'm actually more afraid about that I'm just not connected to. And then two, the courage to not let those fears or stresses stop me. And as an eight, that's a little bit easier for me, but with sixes, there's a nuance there and it's being deeply honest with the things that are stressing us and the things that are creating fear. And it's more difficult for the rest of us to, to locate and have any honesty with that and, and to hold that. It's a, it's, it's a lot of work and sixes are freaking brilliant at it. 
And so that's kind of the biggest end. And, and with that, I want to mention too, this little element of that, which is self-doubt. Sixes struggle with enormous amount of self-doubt because there's all this information that they're trying to suss out and they want to make the very best decision. They want to make a good decision and they're very connected to the consequences and costs and risks of a bad decision. So this makes sense, right? Um, the kind of self-doubt or just doubt in general that they would have. However, compared to the rest of us, this is a paradox, which we'll get into later. And I'll reiterate is that they're the most equipped to understand and suss out the truth. And so out of all of us, they should have the most confidence because they're gifted naturally with being able to understand and know and find verifiable, credible, and instinctual truths. So, and that is related to a little bit of their courage. So I wanna just note that at the end. Chelsea, was there anything that I might be missing? is not just not having fear, but walking through fear. And mm -hmm. that's really the reason we're having this conversation verbally, because you'll get, you know, a disclaimer of loyalist or a title of a need for security. Mm -hmm. and that just doesn't do it justice. So thank you so much for unpacking really more of the brilliance. Um, it gives us, you know, me for one and hopefully others a high degree of respect as we think about these types, even though we experience all kinds of different behaviors coming from that heavy weight that is on the shoulder of the six. Yes. Keep listening to hear more about the movement of the six in both growth and stress, and then also more on the paradoxes and beyond. Thanks for listening. Treat to enjoy.